Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Inspire and Inquire. It's your girl, Regina, here. And Shani. And we're so happy to be on this journey with you. So thanks again for joining us for another episode. And this is episode nine of our first season. So thank you so much for being with us so far. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And today we're going to be talking about unchecking our checkboxes or just even trying to be aware of all the checkboxes that we tend to um, subscribe to in, in society as we go about living our lives. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about checkboxes, we're talking about all of those things that kind of without even really choosing that we feel that we have to maintain or achieve in order to maybe feel welcomed or wanted or received in society. And we've noticed that a lot of people, especially nowadays with social media and just the presence of perfection everywhere, that we have people struggling, you know, struggling mm-hmm. to be happy, struggling to find peace of mind, struggling with anxiety. And we think that being aware of these checkboxes and then making the choices to uncheck them, if you so feel, might bring you peace of mind and, yeah. and closer to truth and happiness. And, you know, you always, I always think of that, you know, Instagram versus real life pictures. So... You know, we put out that Instagram picture just in general in terms of what we present to others. But we tend to keep the real life um, from those around us, even those really close to us. Mm -hmm. And the question is, why? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like we're being rewarded for presenting unreal. We're being rewarded for presenting perfection. That's Mm -hmm. when we get the accolades that's when we get the mention mm-hmm. of 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 wonderful um i don't know abilities mm-hmm. it's when we present perfection and we tend to get rejected when we present what's real yeah. when we show our vulnerabilities it's not always something that's welcomed and i feel like that's probably what the biggest driving motivation for most of us is that we're trying to connect and yeah. we're trying to be accepted yeah by others so therefore we project something that's not necessarily completely us but what's weird to me about that is that you're trying to connect. You want a re- relationships, whatever whatever type that they are. But you're not. You want deep and meaningful ones as well. But you're not bringing deep and meaningful to each other. Mm-hmm. So you know, in whatever the dynamics. So if you're dating someone, you're gonna come with those kind of check boxes. You're gonna come with the makeup. You're gonna come. I don't know, waxed and the hair done and the extensions and the heels and that may not be your real, you know, and the person that you meet with is in the suit and clean shaved and looks, you know, perfect. And that may not be his real, right. you know, when you finally get to the real, it's like, hold on a second. This isn't what I signed up for, but no one came with it. And usually what you're saying is that when you do bring that real, you know, you're not going to be met with anything positive on the other side. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's interesting to me about this whole concept of perfection is that I don't necessarily have a problem with perfection. I actually have a theory about perfection, which we'll talk about a little later. But my thing is, you know, strive for perfection, you know, push for it, always grow, always evolve. But what's troubling to me is that, you know, we're not showing what it actually takes to get to that level of perfection. Like no one actually gets to see the person in the wax room on their fours. <laughs> the red after. The red from the Brazilian, you know, <laughs> and how hard that really was. The struggle is real, you know. So fine, you know, let's let's say, yes, we want things to be better. We want to grow. We want to push. But why aren't we showing the, the, the hard, mm-hmm. you know, work and struggle that it takes 
in order to achieve, you know, these levels of perfection that we all love so much? Um, my thing is, are, do you really want it? As in, yeah. you, it is the expectation that you should, we're using waxing, we sh you should wax. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to? Is that something that you genuinely like, you know, personally as an individual? Or is it just because it's expected? And that's where I have a problem. Like where, you know, you would, I think we should have what we do, how we present, match what we truly feel, okay. you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's interesting that you brought up waxing as one. Let's see if we can look at a few other <laughs> checkboxes that we feel as women in particular have to, you know, just expect it for us to check off as we live throughout our lives. I can't really speak too much about men. I'm not a man, but I'm sure you guys have your own as well. But for women, of course, it's all about looking young, mm -hmm. right? Maintaining that youthful look, which might require even surgery for some people Right, sometimes. nipping and tucking and... You know, lifting up and stretching back. <laughs> Makeup, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, contouring face. Mm -hmm. um, um, what do you call it? The concealer Ro under your eyes. Hide those wrinkles. Yeah. You know, just look good, right? For, the, <laughs> for your entire life. And what society says is look good is young, right? We also have to be looking at, you know, um, our size, you know, yeah. whether... It, it makes us sick or not or unhealthy or not. It's not necessarily so much about how healthy you are, yeah, but just how you look. How you look. And is it a size four, a size two, or a zero? You and know? funny enough, it's like the shift, you know, society has shifted and so we shifted. You know, I remember growing up, it was the zero, zero. And now there's this kind of thick tone thing that everyone is striving for. So all of a sudden, that's what you're going for. So if you had a more slender demeanor, no, no, you're out, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So why is it not just, this is who I am, you right. know, as healthy as I possibly can be? I can personally um, admit that for a lot of my life, I had stayed toned and um, healthy looking, mm -hmm. right? For most of my life, for, for a motivation that wasn't necessarily my own. Yeah. Like, I definitely wanted to present myself to society, especially after being a Miss Jamaica, right, right. for the rest of my life, to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, and it forced me to try and eat healthy, and it forced me to work out. But, you know, if you ask me now, um, when, when I really don't care, I've unchecked that box. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what my motivation now is just health, you know, mm -hmm. making sure I'm eating the right foods and doing the right thing for my heart. And mm -hmm. it's not so much about what size I am anymore. Right. But that's just because I've come to a certain realization. And that's a hard thing to do, mm -hmm. you know, as in like kudos to you for getting there, well, because it's not a that's not an easy thing to be doing it because of because you love yourself versus fear of what others mm -hmm. will say or think, mm -hmm. you know, so. It's a tough, tough one. What about having kids? I feel like for women, that's a yes. big checkbox. Like, you, you, you're a woman, you must want picnic. You must marry and have picnic. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't, you haven't achieved life's goals. Like, mm -hmm. suppose that's not your goal. Like, why are you made to feel less than right. or not as much of a woman? Because that's not necessarily the goal for you or that's not in the cards for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, who... Who said that that's the only path? Right, that's make a woman. woman a woman. Exactly. You know? You're a woman because you're a woman. <laughs> exactly. Full stop. God made you as a woman. And just speaking of God and how he made us, you know, I, I would like to make the point that 
he made all of us differently and uniquely mm-hmm. on purpose. I actually got this from listening to a Lauren Hill. Um, I think she was doing like a live show. That unplugged thing. The unplugged, yeah. And she was saying how it's interesting that God made us all so different mm-hmm. on purpose. But yet we spend our lives trying to be like everyone else. Yep, and it makes yep. no sense. She also said that, you know, if you do uncheck your boxes and you do check out, so to speak, of all these expectations, people call you crazy. See? She's like, yeah, well, I'm crazy now because <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, that's the, that's so that's the alternative. That is a rejection of society. Oh, you're not you're not checking in. Then you're, you're gone. gone. You're crazy. You're but crazy. guess what? She says she's the happiest she's ever been. There you go. She has peace of mind yeah. and joy. Yeah, more than she ever did when she had her entourage and her mm-hmm. wonderful stylists and wardrobes and beautiful mm-hmm. hairstyles and everything else that, you know, people thought was perfect and made her appear to have yeah. such a great life. But she was quite unhappy. Yeah. And it happens all the time, you know. Yeah. It happens all the time when you see celebrities looking happy mm-hmm. and no one is. And that's what's important, Shani, to recognize that all of us are struggling. Struggling in some way. You're so right. All of us. Yeah. That's what connects us. Yeah. That is the connection that we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When that you think we're, about it. we're learning and growing in this struggle, like recognizing that is the key thing. You know, the rest of it is fuck. It's, it's surface <laughs> level. Surface. You said it in the beginning, you know, um, you, you come with your surface level you know, self and get a surface level person and then you can't function. Yeah, you don't understand why you don't have a deep and meaningful connection. So I had a thought, right, about that whole um, struggle and that we're all connected through struggle. And I was picturing myself, you know, as I'm growing and evolving as someone perfect. You know, (laughs) what would that look like if I literally could not have any ill thought anymore ever, not Just be tempted by anything. And sin I free. walked around <laughs> sin free forever in this perfect place. I realized that immediately I would lose my connection to everyone. Mm-hmm. I would lose compassion. Mm-hmm. I, I would lose my ability to relate mm-hmm. to my surroundings. Mm-hmm. It is my struggle and me going through my issues that allows me to, you know, have compassion with my relationship have compassion with um my, my child just anything just anyone or even someone else you know like if you if someone has you've had a negative experience with someone that your own struggle your own ability to to recognize the difficulty can give you that compassion to say you know what i don't know that difficulty that they're going through and maybe even be able to connect right through that right you know? And so I give thanks for my struggles because yeah. it's it's it is what has um helped me to have meaningful mm-hmm. relationships with, so with with people around me. So so true. So give thanks for your struggles, man. Just keep pushing, you know, keep pushing forward. What are some other some other check boxes? Because that's really, you know, there's that there was one being polite. That oh, was yeah. one that came to me that oh, yeah. you know, as women we're expected to be polite, you know, don't you know, how you speak, what you say, you know, you have to be very polite. But, you know, again, as we're talking about that compassion thing, I remember there's this other song, old school 90s hip hop, Thieves in the Night, mm-hmm. Most Deaf, where one of the lines is that not compassionate, only polite. So we're really taught to just, you know, say the right thing mm. and, oh no, and, you know, really give the platitudes and things like that. But are we truly being compassionate because the compassion comes in the real. The compassion goes beyond being polite and nice in the moment and just saying the right thing and being open, being mm-hmm. vulnerable, being able to, like I said before, share in that struggle and be understanding and empathetic 
of each other. Mm-hmm. So you, you, would you say then that a lot of us are, you know, taught to be polite, mm-hmm. act polite, but definitely don't have the ability then to, you know, be compassionate deep down within, like, I say please, I say thank you. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that it's not as important to, to have the manners, to be polite? I think it's I don't think it's that being polite lacks importance. I think that it shouldn't take precedent over compassion. And I think that we should understand that there's a distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. So just because you are polite about it and nice about it, that doesn't you you know within yourself too that you you really don't care, you know. Like you know you've been in that position. I know I have where it's like, oh wow, that's man, that's ter-. but you really don't care. You're really not taking the time to really hear that person, to really feel for that person. Mm-hmm. So this know? is what I'm wondering, like if we weren't so polite and we were able to really express how we felt mm-hmm. about something, if it would force us then to start looking within and finding our truth about these situations and then responding to that. If we didn't have the, the layer if of we, polite to, we to get us through, it, yeah, right? If, if we, we weren't navigating it, yeah. in that mm-hmm. manner, would we then have to force ourselves to be true in and to moment, find out what yeah. our truth is? I think so. I, I, think I watched so. a movie the other day with Rashid and we're laughing about it. I forget where, what it named, but basically... In the movie, everybody said what was on their mind. Or oh, the invention of lying. That's so nobody could lie. Yes. You couldn't lie. <laughs> Being polite is basically... Yeah, and you, you couldn't lie. And it's not that like you even couldn't. You didn't want to. You didn't even think about lying. It was yeah. just not invented yet. Yeah. Lying. <laughs> and people literally said what was on mm-hmm. their mind. And this guy comes around and he tells the first lie. And, and it's, it spirals the whole world yeah he takes advantage of just everything but the point was that people were being honest honest and truthful truthful. and Rashid and I were laughing about it like wow that's actually not such a bad thing like what would that really look like yeah you know if you didn't stop and go oh you know maybe I should say this or how do I word it or you know it wasn't terrible yeah it really wasn't you know this this lady met a guy and she said okay this is how I think you look. This is why it will never work. But I do but I do like you, you know, I'm having fun. I didn't expect to have fun or something. Exactly. Like that. And you know that when somebody tells you something, it is, is the true. truth. It yeah. is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how much time would we save trying to dissect this meaning and the the undertone and all you know, look how much think about how much time we spend trying to figure out what is real and what was said. Mm-hmm. You know, how nice would it be to know that when someone said something to you they truly meant it. Yep. You yeah. know, we think we need to uncheck these boxes, man. If there are any things that right now are um, conf- you're conforming to with mm-hmm. society just because you think that it might give you status, because that's one of the things, yeah. too, you know, when we yeah. looked at it. Yeah, it was all about status. Mm-hmm. It's an ego. It's really an ego-driven uh, motivation. Yeah. And you want to, people to see you when they say, look presentable, so that they can think you belong to this type of mm-hmm. group. Fake it till you make it. But make what? Make surface? Basically, that's it. Make what? Make surface and, you know, the dollar. Make a dollar. Make a dollar. It's, it's just money. You know? At the end of the day, it's about money. And really? all. And, all and, if, and, then if, and then this is the thing. So if you recognize that that's really all that's driving you, you do have to ask yourself some serious questions. Yes, that's exactly. all that's driving you. There's nothing wrong with making your money. Make your money. Right. But is that all that is driving your life? Right. You know, that's very, that's very empty, you know? Absolutely. And um, that might be leading to some of the emptiness that you feel that leads into sadness, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, etc., etc., etc. 
and on and on it goes and we have to look at how we're even you know just communicating with our children and the people we work with like it spirals just it's everywhere it's like the corona <laughs> it's, it's like corona you can't you know and the next person catch it you know it's not a laughing matter <laughs> i know corona is a serious thing we do wish you all safe, yes guys. To Keep be safe and safe. just be, you know, cautious yeah. where you close. Yeah, be mindful. Be, be mindful. mindful of what you're doing. And I mean, even with the corona, like, you know, you, it is part of that, again, thinking deeply about, yeah, I might be okay, but am I going to pass this on to someone who won't be okay? Exactly. You know, it still ties into it. You it's know? not about just surviving. Yeah. It's, it's the spreading. It's the spreading. Not spreading. And how that's going to impact those around you and everything, yeah. Speaking of impact and just your children, as I, I mentioned earlier, for even Gio, you know, when I think about me asking him to set expectations for his grades at school, per se, mm -hmm. you know, I was never the parent to say, I need all A's, mm -hmm. just give me A's, mm -hmm. you know, why do I need A's? Do mm -hmm. I need A's so that I can say Gio is an A student? Do I need A's for him to get into college, maybe? Mm -hmm. Why do we need is what's so, the motivation the motivation yeah. so we would talk about it yeah and i would explain to him what the is really represents Present and what and, they're gonna create or not create for right you. and are you looking to go into this direction because mm -hmm. this can make it easier you can get scholarships you mm -hmm. can get that mm -hmm. you know and and what is it that you actually like what subjects maybe those are the ones you should get a mm -hmm. A's in because mm -hmm. those are the ones you should put it put, put more in the effort to because it's game. something that yeah. connects with you so we would have a discussion about yeah. his grades and it was never just I expect this because society expects that. Yeah. Like, I would encourage you all to do that with your children as well. If you have any, like, have that conversation, conversation. and make sure mm -hmm. that whatever you're motivating them to do has meaning. And Purpose. it's not surface, meaning. surface yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. And again, so these are things definitely do with your children. And you have to do it with yourself first, too. Absolutely. You definitely need to do it with yourself. And, you know, so you know, you know why you're choosing to go along with this, you know, what, what is your, like she said, what's your motivation and make a conscious choice, you know, that I'm choosing to do this because I know it will lead to whatever the, the goal is that I'm trying to attain. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like when you think about it, like at the end of the day, we're all doing this so that we can feel worthy, mm -hmm. worthy mm -hmm. of something, Yeah. you know, self-worth, I feel shouldn't be something that society di dictates and it's should be more you know i always go back to my For bible sure. about you know god yeah and we're none of us are worthy <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're all unworthy so cut the crap and that comes back to we're all in this struggle together you know mm -hmm. remember that you know at the end of the day we are flawed that is that is one of the hallmarks of humanity exactly. is that we are flawed beings that is what unites us you know, or one of the things I should say that unites us. And that's, and it's in the Bible as well, you know, um, it talks about how only God is worthy and mm -hmm. Jesus is worthy and that's who you should call on. Mm -hmm. But here in Philippians, Philippians, Philippians. Yeah, I'm like Philippians. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, 27 says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit mm -hmm. with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Okay. So it's saying your worthiness really should be a tied with what we're saying is the compassion mm -hmm. and your ability to dig into what's spiritual and meaningful. And that's what you should stand for. And in. how you live your life. And like, how you, you live know, your life. 
Right, you, well, not what you present, but yes. how are you actually living? Not what the tr- politeness. Not the polite, but what do you really feel about it? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So sounds good. Yeah. All right. So we've actually run out of time again for today. Another twenty minutes right at you. <laughs> so we will definitely be back for episode ten. Yes. And we'll continue our series. I think we're going to 12 episodes. And I think for episode 12, we're going to do something special. And we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah, something very special. I think you're going to like it. All right. Remember, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please send them, forward them. Yes, we look forward to them. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Have a great week. And be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.